Storm Bowling Products. The Bowler's Company presents the Storm Collegiate Spotlight with Steve Klimkin and Tim Berg. Storm's Executive Director of Marketing and Above180.com's Tim Berg are going to introduce a variety of collegiate players, coaches, and key people involved in promoting the sport of bowling. Now, here's Coach K and Tim Berg. Joining us on the Storm Collegiate Spotlight podcast is Caitlin Johnson. Caitlin is a two-time member of Junior Team USA and bowls collegiately at Weber International. Caitlin, it's Tim Berg here. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. All right, well, Caitlin, you just had quite the week down in the DR bowling for Junior Team USA with two gold medals and one silver medal at the 2019. Yep. Uh, so let's talk about that. And how do you take that experience that you had and then translate it to bowling at Weber and, and your collegiate play? Oh, well, it's it's so different but the same at the same time. Uh, with bowling with Team USA, we're granted we know each other and we get a week of training together, but we don't really spend that much time together. So we don't know each other's games as well. So when you're bowling team events with bowlers that are great, I mean, obviously best kids in the country, but you don't really know their tendencies. You, it's hard to help your teammates that much. Um, that's where the coaching comes into play and just really trusting each other and having each other's backs, which isn't as easy as it is in college because in college you're basically living together every single day. You're doing everything together. So it's definitely different, but it is still kind of the same with the team aspect. You have to trust your teammates and trust what they're seeing and believe in each other no matter what. And it looks like, mate, were the lane conditions pretty demanding down there? What were you bowling on and, and what, how did you, what kind of strategy did you take as far as alignment? And, you know, sometimes when the lanes get pretty tough, uh, you know, spares would make a big difference. Yeah, spares were a huge deal, especially if you could leave a makeable, which was very hard to do. Um, <laughs> it was a 38-foot pattern. It was the Atlanta pattern. But the house down there is uh, very high friction, just naturally in itself. Um, seemed to be pretty tracked in as well. So just throwing it to the track was the best, your best option, really. Um, as far as being able to control, blow mo- control ball motion, it was very difficult. Uh, we, had, we struggled with that quite a bit. Um, I know for me, I couldn't find anything the first day during singles. I had no look at all. And we were just trying bowling balls and trying different lines hand position, speed, just to see if we could find something for later in the week. And uh, every day it got a little bit better and a little bit better. Uh, We had a different game plan going into every single day, and the lanes played completely different every single day. So uh, as the week went on, it got really tight. The further you got into the week and the more times the oil got laid down. And But you still couldn't go up the lane. You had to throw it right really Mm. early, which, I mean, for me that was pretty hard. But, you know, Cameron bowled really, really well because she was able to throw it through the front and she got her ball motion to be really good. Uh, she had the best look in the house by far for the girls for the week. And mm-hmm. uh, the guys the guys struggled keeping it near the pocket and uh, keeping away from the splits. That was the hardest part is just not leaving splits. So it, uh, it was definitely difficult, very demanding. Uh, that's why scores were fairly low. Um, honestly, for a medium pattern, you would think that they would be a little bit higher, but mm-hmm. they were, it was very demanding down there, but it was, uh, completely 
different than what we are able to practice on here just based off the way the lanes played. Yeah, you mentioned that you were playing around the track area. That has to be something you bowled probably on that pattern before, and you, you look at the pattern, and you're like, okay, well, I, I'm going to probably be in this area, but then you get there, and there has to be that adjustment period where, like, well, that's not working, that's not working. Maybe I should move to this part of the lane. Yeah, definitely. And what's crazy is, um, like, typically here in the States, a lot of bowling centers, the track area will be somewhere around 8, 9, 10. Well, there it was more 4, 5, 6. And it was a very steep angle to it. So you had to have a lot of angle through the front to get at least a little bit of hold, but you had to get it to the four, five, six area, or you had to throw it really, really hard in that area. And on a 38 foot pattern, you typically don't see ball motion like that. So mm. it was very different from what we're used to seeing. Um, I know team Puerto Rico, they're a little bit more used to it. Um, they see that a lot more often where they bowl at, in Puerto Rico. Granted, they're not too far away from each other, but uh, so they were able to match up a little bit better and kind of see the motion earlier than we were able to in the week. So now you're probably going to be getting ready here for school in the fall. Is that right? You have some classes coming up and uh, yeah. are you guys back on the lanes there at Weber? What do you, what do you, what's the plans here for, for the fall here and how's the team looking? Well, um, I got back Sunday and Monday morning, I was at Kegel practicing uh, with the coaches, and you, all the kids are coming into town. We have our orientation meeting tomorrow evening, and we start classes on Monday, so that means tryouts start next week. So it's uh, it's all kind of coming really fast, you know, trying to get ready, kind of final last-minute adjustments and stuff. Uh, as far as the team, I mean, so all of – well, for the girls' side at least, all my teammates have been bowling really well over the summer, uh, practicing a lot, getting better, working on what they worked on during the spring and fall semesters last year, and using that and coming in and making really big moves. Um, I practiced with one of my teammates, Emily, today, and she just looks phenomenal. So I'm hoping that means it's going to be a pretty good season. Um, I, we got plenty of time, you know, until our first tournament. We got another month, so. There'll be a month of tryouts and hard work on the lanes, but I got a good feeling about this season. And and what do the 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 tryout? Uh, you know, what what does that that segment of time? You said about a month or so, but what does that look like for somebody that's trying to make the team for a high level, you know, performance team like Weber? Well, uh, it just boils down to making fairs, really. Uh, for the guys, they bowl at three different houses throughout three different weeks. Uh, I believe mm -hmm. it's ten games. Each Wednesday, they'll bowl. Um, there's three different squads, so each bowling center is being occupied by one of our squad of boys throughout the weeks. So they kind of trade off and do that. And then on Fridays, we have what we call a league night. So it's three games of league on a sports shot. And patterns always changing. Um, mm. Scores are typically fairly higher. We tend to put out a little bit easier patterns on those days. I mean, we say easier, it's still like two to one, but um, <laughs> yeah. so you yeah, say easier, but yeah. Um, so that's what the guys tryout looks like. And then the girls, we, we have our tryouts on Wednesdays. I'm not sure if we're doing six or eight games, but we have them Wednesday afternoons at Kegel and we bowl our six to eight games or whatever it is. And it's on three different patterns, I believe on Wednesdays. And we also include our Fridays as well. So it's a lot of games, a lot of bowling, really hard, challenging conditions. So it's mainly just 
maker spares. I mean, especially if we're starting to work on some physical stuff during the practice days, which will be every other day besides Wednesday and Friday. So working on physical and trying to compete at the same time, you know, it never really works out that great, but yeah. got to do it to get ready for the season. So it's a lot of just making spares and making sure that you're competitive at all times, especially with the amount of competition there is to be able to make it to the Milwaukee tournament because we only bring varsities to that tournament. And Caitlin, as yeah. you're uh, as you're an upperclassman now, how does your role on the team change, and how do you try to help in influence some of the the younger uh, younger freshmen and sophomores on the team? Well, my sophomore year, really, we lost uh, we had lost a lot of seniors after my freshman year, so I was kind of like an upperclassman even then. So I had to go through a lot of changes my sophomore to uh, junior year as far as being more of a leader. Um, taking more of an administrative role within the program, not just the girls' side, but also helping the guys' side and really helping this program grow as much as we can. Um, Last year we had nine freshmen come in whenever we only had five returners. So it was a lot of just teaching the newbies what to do and how to do it. Um, So that was probably a little bit more stressful. Um, I think this year will be easier just because – we kind of got a flow going. Uh, most of our people, we do have a few freshmen coming in, but most have at least a little bit of experience. So they're able to talk to the incoming freshmen and help out. So it's not like, okay, there's five of us. They're just running around helping out the other nine, ten. So um, my role is kind of just using my experiences that I have with not just international competition, but PWBA um, you know, other youth tournaments, uh, stuff like that, and helping give knowledge, basically, is what it boils down to. And then, so what is your your me- your message then for those incoming freshmen? Is it that knowledge, like you're saying? What what are some a couple key things you try to impress upon them early in their bowling career? Hard work is key, and that's probably the one thing that I'll stress about the most. Because, I mean, I don't really. I don't sit in bed and just kind of do nothing. I mean, I'm on my feet at all times doing something. Like like I said, I just got back from the DR, and I would hit the lanes and started working on something completely different than what I was working on before. So didn't even give myself time to relax, and I'm already back working hard. So I try to lead by example when it comes to hard work and really help pick people up whenever they're just feeling a little tired and like, hey, come on, you know, you're not going to get better if you're sitting down. So uh, that's probably the main thing that I tried to help influence my teammates with. Yeah, it's hard to, it's, you know, the, the, the hard work and the work ethic, it's somebody has that. I mean, you have a, a, a big leg up, I think, on some of the competition for maybe somebody else who has, you know, maybe just a little bit more natural talent or ability. But if they don't put in the time and effort, you know, they're not going to take their, their games near as far, I don't think. Huh? Yeah, I I completely agree with that. That's why I try to help everyone kind of, you know, hear some motivation. You know, if, if I can do it, you can do it kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what the team bowling is all about, sort of picking and picking and lifting each other up, you know, as needed. Yep. So that's awesome. Um, yeah, hey, final definitely. question I have for you, Caitlin. You're, let's talk a little bit about your school and as far as your major goes and your studies, integrated marketing communications, I see. And 
in uh, you know our department yeah. here at Storm. I run the marketing department, and so I just I love to see that, and am curious to know a little bit more about why you chose it, and maybe just what's been some of the most uh, you know would have been some of your favorite moments or most interesting classes or topics uh, that you've had in that uh, in that area. Well, I originally chose marketing. Um, well, I was originally just a marketing major, and I originally chose it because I wanted to go to Weber, and they only had business classes. Uh, that was really the only reason why I picked marketing at first. And then I got into my marketing classes, and I really started falling in love with it. Um, any kind of aspect of it, really, I like. Uh, have more of a draw towards the social media and like graphic designing side. Mm. So, so that's kind of something that I want to go towards. Um, probably one of my favorite classes I've had is actually graphic and creative design, and we learned a lot about. Photoshop and design and a lot of Adobe products and how you can use that to help market yourself, not just like, you know, one day in a company. So I use that uh, quite a bit now on my social media. So that's helped a lot, really. And uh, I kind of have this like long-term goal where after I get some work experience and possibly my master's after I graduate in the spring, that I want to go and work somewhere within the NASCAR field. I'm not sure exactly which company, but yeah, yeah. So uh, do some marketing for them and get to know, you know, their sponsors and get to know their people and how they do things and use that to help grow the sport of bowling, get, uh, get more money into the sport. So kind of piggyback off of one sport to help another because um, bowling is always going to be my passion, and I'm always going to put bowling first. But to be able to do that, I want to make sure that I'm helping the sport grow and becoming better. So I really feel like marketing the sport is the biggest way that you can help grow it. So that's kind of a, a long-term goal of mine that hopefully I can achieve within the next few years. And, and Caitlin, my final question you guys at Weber, you guys have been known for bringing in really solid, uh, among other schools, obviously, too, bringing in really solid international players. How does that help you guys to communicate as a team on the lanes when you're just getting to know the players? Because, you know, it's, it's a, it, it probably takes a little bit, little bit of time, but work us through that process for you guys when you got people and, and you all might not speak the same language or you have a hard time communicating with each other. You know, I really feel like diversity is really good and granted it's it does make language barriers hard so you got to make sure that what you're saying is what they're understanding and making sure that we're all kind of speaking the same language so at the beginning of the year every year we are taught what we call the weber language really um it's basically like things that they teach at kegel as far as three-point targeting and um how to make adjustments how what the numbers mean blah 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 teaching about what the environment is because some people don't get taught how long the lane is or, you know, how long the pin deck is or whatever it is. Um, Heck, even how many boards are on a lane. So uh, really getting a base knowledge at the beginning of the year is what we try to really incorporate so that we can kind of eliminate that communication barrier and have our own language, the bowling language, really, so we can all understand what's going on at each different time awesome well well great stuff and thank you so much caitlin for joining us we sure enjoyed having you on and definitely wish you the best of luck this season we'll look forward to yeah up thank with you, you so much again down the road so appreciate it so Alrighty. much thank you so much guys you'll take it easy